are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Hello, everyone. Hope you are amazing. I had a great time last week working and taking some days off. And I'm really excited for what is to come. And I feel really good about working really hard and smart at my nine to five on my goals for this year and also working hard to help my clients. All good stuff for me. You know, I've been really working quite a bit on doing the work that I need to do to set myself up for tomorrow, you know, the future feat. (laughs) And so I've been doing a lot of work on my brain and my thoughts quite a bit. And that's the topic today. Today, I want to talk about the brain, but not just any part of the brain. Today, we're talking about the fascinating world of the frontal lobes and the limbic lobes. I know, (laughs) big word alert, right? Well, let me tell you, all of these terms are way above my pay grade, but they're really interesting stuff for us to talk about because if you understand these parts of the brain, they can really unleash some power. And so today I hope to unpack it for you to try to simplify it and to really make it where you and I can both hold on to this, to this power. Because to me, it's so important, particularly the prefrontal cortex, your higher mind, and how it plays a pivotal role in achieving sustainable weight loss and the potential for unlocking your best life. And this is the work that we do, my friend. So I want us to understand the brain and how it can help us. Now, let me start out by saying, and and you know this, of course, the brain is essential. So per the Cleveland Clinic, the brain is responsible for automatic behavior, such as breathing, heart rate, sleep, and temperature control, decisions, emotions, fight or flight response, intellect in general, right? Intellect, memories, movement, so motor function, balance, and coordination, perception of various sensations, including pain, regulation of organ function, speech and language functions, and of course, thoughts. So most of the functions, in fact, about 80% of our brain function sits in the cerebrum where the frontal lobe is. And that's what I want to talk about. Basically, our frontal lobes are in charge of our intellect. So our decisions, our thoughts, our voluntary movement, speech, and many of the other areas that I just mentioned earlier, except for some very important functions that can't be at odds with this part of the brain. And that is the limbic lobes. The limbic lobe rules our fight or flight response. It's the area of the amygdala. I know a lot of big words, <laughs> but you may have heard this, which is the only reason I mentioned them. Well, the amygdala governs our short-term memory. For example, what you just heard someone say, what you just heard me say, right? What you just saw a minute ago. So if you're driving, you just saw a sign or what have you, that's your short-term memory. And that's what the amygdala governs. And so this area, our limbic lobes, this governs the fight or flight response. And it's a very big deal for our project weight loss. And we need to know about it. And so all of this matters a great deal for our project weight loss, for us to be able to keep on plan when we need this information. So whether you're a seasoned planner or someone who thrives in the spontaneity of the moment, this episode is for you. I want us to explore the magic of the higher mind together use our brain to heal our brain. So I really want to use this part of the brain to better ourselves. Simply put, 
the prefrontal cortex, that part of the brain is often referred to as the higher brain, the CEO of the brain. And that's because it oversees decision-making, self-control, planning, and goal-setting. And the second area of the brain that we're going to be unpacking, really getting into the details is the limbic cortex. And that works with the thalamus often referred to as our lizard brain, and also as the leopard brain. Now you may not have heard about this, but the leopard brain, because sometimes it can get aggressive too, right? Very instinctual. And many times you've also heard it called as our lower brain. And these terms are often used in addiction recovery. And so A lot of work is done on utilizing the brain to maximize the change in our habits. So let's take a look at this. Imagine this. Every time you plan ahead, you're engaging your higher brain, your prefrontal cortex. It's that part of the brain that sets us apart, the architect of thoughtful decision-making. The prefrontal cortex is so crucial to the quest of our healthier lifestyle. It is the most evolved part of our brain in cognition. And here's the thing, that it's also important to know, and it's not talked about much, it's also the part that is most touchy to stress. So we really have to take care of this part and we must be fully aware of what it does so we can use it to its greatest capacity. And, you know, I think that planning is huge and is what we do when we utilize this part of the brain and in any project plan or project in general, planning is huge. Planning is such a pivotal part. And I know that so many of us are so resistant to planning because things sometimes don't go how we want them to go. And so we live in that thought that it didn't work in the past. And so it's likely not to work again. We use the past to inform what we do today. And then, of course, it'll inform what happens in the future. And so when I say it's so important to plan, this is why it's important to plan. Because when you plan ahead the day before or weeks before, well, you were using the CEO of your brain and are more likely to follow through. So it's like having a secret weapon in your arsenal. When you plan, you're telling your higher brain, I've got a goal and I'm ready to conquer it. So I ask you, which part of your brain do you want in the driver's seat when the cravings kick in and desires start to surge? Do you want your CEO brain or your lizard brain to kick in? And, you know, let's talk a minute about desire and urges because we've all been there you know, that primal instinct that an urge hits, right? And we sometimes give into it momentarily, those momentary pleasures. But here's the thing, when over desire strikes, when insatiable hunger or this thought of like, I got to have it, or I'm never going to have this again, or, or whatever that is, it's our lower, more primitive brain that's taking over in this moment. So the crucial decision here is which brain do you want calling the shots? And so let me give you an example, because this is kind of how I like to see it. Picture this, a small child wanting a candy, your child or someone else's, right? You're at the grocery store. They want the treat now. They don't want to wait. They don't really care about their best interest. So you have to care for them, right? Their mother has to care for them. Their parent has to care for them. And that's how this brain management works. You, with your CEO's brain, gets to call the shots and claim your health. 
not your lower brain, not that limbic cortex. Why? Well, because thinking of that little girl, that little guy, they will eat the candy and then you will have to deal with their tummy ache, right? A sugar crash, the grumpiness, the overactive child, and then the loss of the, of the appetite for the healthy, healthier food, right? And so you get the idea. Basically, this giving into this urge creates a domino effect. And it's the same thing with us. If we don't plan ahead with our higher brain, with our prefrontal cortex, well, then our lizard brain, our limbic system kicks in and out goes our project weight loss. And the same principle applies to us as adults. Every urge, every desire, or every over desire that false wants in our lives, well, there are potential ramifications for those over desires. And you know what? We're wired to want pleasure. We, we are so wired to get comfort and protect ourselves, right? This is the motivational triad. We are wired to do these things. And this is why it's so difficult to go without a plan to just say, I'm just going to go ahead and, and play it by ear and just go with it. Well, because our natural instinct kicks in and then we don't have a plan. We don't have a concept. And that part of the brain is the one calling the shots, the lizard brain. And so knowing this, it's such good news for us because we can be in awareness when it does kick in. So you see, true change starts in the mind. By engaging your prefrontal cortex, you embrace the power of intentional thinking and you start to witness the transformation in your body and in your life. And we know that our brain wants what's familiar, our familiar foods, patterns, and surroundings. And so it's about asking yourself, are you working from your higher brain, a higher rational mind, or are you working from your lower brain? And which of these two is hooking you up, right? Which is giving you the, that future, that best life for yourself in the future, right? Which of those? And I want to say, here's what happens with the transformative power of planning. When you do what you say you will, your higher brain takes notice and that's where the magic starts to happen. So now that we understand the role of the prefrontal lobes and specifically the prefrontal cortex, I want us to see how tapping into our higher mind can significantly impact our weight loss journey. You see, it's not just about counting calories or hitting the gym. It's about cultivating a mindset that aligns with your health goals. It's like we're taking inventory of what works for us. And yes, becoming dissatisfied with what doesn't work for us. You know, I want to share a few years back, I heard a few people say that salad wasn't good for them. I saw them eating sweet bread, saw them eating pasta, pizza, saw them drinking coffee with sugar, and then their sugar level went up. And what they said was that the salad and lettuce always made them feel sick because they were feeling sick because their sugar had gone up. And I thought about this. They really believe this. And you see, to me, this is a thought error. We want to fool our minds ourselves into thinking that the diet is the problem. The upset society with weight is the problem. The nagging family member is the issue. The person looking at our plate is the problem, right? The salad is the problem. And you see, none of that is the issue. These are thought glitches that we believe that we want to believe because our motivational triad that wants to keep us safe and keep us, you know, constant, keep those habits going is what's calling the shots. But none of this is true. 
The truth is that we don't eat healthy for three main reasons. Because of our over-desire for the food, because of the habit creation of the unhealthy food that has hijacked our brain, and because of a deep cause within us in our spirit that we don't want to feel or face. But you see, we do have some options. We do have the ability to heal and utilize our beautiful brains. You see, if we know that we use our prefrontal cortex, which is our intelligence, and we understand that the food we plan for tomorrow when done realistically and done with a true desire to commit, then this mindset, this thinking influences our habits. We start to create a pathway in our brain that creates a habit, a road of how we live our lives. And the magic that I mentioned earlier is that when we eat and do what we say we will do, this creates a great sense of accomplishment, a sense of pride in ourselves. The creating of this habit is like building a sturdy foundation for your journey. It's about repetition, consistency, and signaling to your brain that these intentional actions matter. And so what happens simultaneously as you keep promises to yourself, you start gaining confidence. You then start to become a powerhouse, a positive change. And you know, beyond planning, I want to quickly explore the realm of emotional intelligence and maturity. When we start working from our higher brain, that means that we can then start to manage our mind and emotions more effectively. Why? Well, if we choose to not obey the lower brain that scares us, that gives us the fight or flight response, the emotional response, then we start to use the prefrontal power. We're able to face the challenges and live in the truths of what's happening. Because dulling our emotions doesn't solve any issue. It clouds our lives and leads to dishonesty with ourselves. And yet if we face the urge, potential consequences, this requires some honesty. It requires some maturity. And so this is about acknowledging that not telling ourselves the truth, is not going to make everything okay. Right. And so emotional maturity is about feeling and thinking, even when it's uncomfortable and understanding the impact of our choices on ourselves and others. And you've heard me say it, it's not about criticizing yourself. It's about being fully aware of what's happening. It's about not blaming your emotions, your circumstances on the exterior, but looking to see what the reality of it is and using our assets that we have for us instead of against us. So for example, when we're thinking from our limbic system, our fight or flight, we want instant relief. We want to have the safety of our habits. And here's a strange thing. Here's what's really, it's kind of glitchy almost. Our habits are not always safe. You know, I remember hearing my brother, the priest, tell me once, it's better the devil you know than the angel you don't. And you may have heard this. And this premise stems from the misconception that the unknown is worse. It's scary. And to me, this is my personal opinion, of course. This is why it takes some women eight times to leave a domestic violence situation. So many times. And I know, I understand it's more complicated than that. I get it. But imagine, or let's say children that are removed from abusive situations from, from their homes or their homes, they want to be back with their families. They want to be back with what they know. 
A sense of safety comes from the familiar. But I question, is it really safe? Are you really living that best safe life that you can? And yet, you know, I think when we're children, we learn to walk, right? We learn to ride a bike, we learn to drive, all of these things, all the unknown. But we know innately that even though there may be unsafety, we take that risk because of the involvement, the possibility of the good that can also come from this evolution, from this planning and doing from our higher brain, our prefrontal brain. The future, the unknown, the not knowing can be very scary if we allow our limbic system to rule us and we believe the error, the thought error that we cannot plan ahead, that we cannot try again what we failed the last time, right? We can't try it again to see if it'll work through. We don't want to really do the exercise because we expected to lose weight and it didn't work. Well, it didn't work because that's not really what it's meant to do. It's meant to help our brains, to help our heart, to help our muscles. When we plan to eat, and if it fuels and nourishes our bodies, well, that will be what will help us to be at our ideal weight. And that takes the use of our prefrontal cortex, and it takes the use of the repetitive motions of time. You see, life is a journey of constant evolution, planning, Working from your higher brain allows you to overcome the challenges and yes, the fears. When we plan, we're essentially signaling to our higher brain that we are making intentional decisions. It's not about restricting ourselves, but rather about making choices aligned with our long-term goals. It's like we give our brain a roadmap to follow, a deliberate and thought through roadmap. So how do we harness the power of our prefrontal cortex in our daily lives, right? Let's think about that. Let's look at some possible strategies, practical strategies that can help you activate your higher mind and make choices that align with your weight loss goals. First off, decide what you will eat tomorrow. Plan it, write it down and commit to exactly that. This is an amazing use of the prefrontal. Then you repeat it every day, even, yes, even on the weekend. Want that joy? Want that strength plan? Well, either way, plan it. This will start to create the habit, right? The neural pathways. Then watch yourself. Watch those thought errors, those glitches that are driven from our fight or flight, our habits that don't serve us. Those habits are formed from our limbic system and they come from fear. So when your brain comes back and says, oh, well, it's just a little bit of pizza, the chips, the cookies, the ice cream, that it's not in our plan. And yes, even the snacky apple that I love so much. (laughs) If it's not on the plan, if prefrontal didn't approve it yesterday, well, it's a no. And then from here, we watch it. We catch it. And we tell our lizard brain, not today, honey not today. Today we have our plan and we decided with our prefrontal to keep it. So not today. And as we consistently follow through with these plans, we start to create habits, repetition, and consistency signal to the brain that these actions are essential. 
It becomes the foundation of building a lifestyle that will support your well-being. And so this positive reinforcement becomes then a catalyst for personal growth and self-belief. And over time, you start to develop a deep trust in yourself and your ability to overcome the challenges. And, you know, sometimes if the challenges seems like a bit much, this is when we call a friend, right? That live flight. Remember the game on TV? I don't know if you ever saw it where you had a lifeline and you could call a friend to save you and help you win the game. <laughs> well, in this case, it's no different, right? You call your sister, your brother, and yes, even your mom, right? If she's got you, you know what? Mom's rule too. And so this call, this saving grace of connection can be used to check in on our plan, our food, our mindset. So instead of living in secret and quietly quitting on ourselves, let's live in connection, right? Live in connection from our higher brain and take action from here to change your habits. And as you start to really change these habits, you start to heal your brain and train it well. This is your blueprint for what you'll do tomorrow, next month, next year and even a decade from now. We plan from our prefrontal. We watch the thought errors and supervise our lizard or leopard brain, and we follow through on our evolution, no matter how unknown and scary it may seem on the surface. It may not always be familiar, but it's a great path to act from our highest mind until the time that it becomes habitual, becomes magically easier your new eating, your new awareness, your new knowledge of the brain. So as we wrap up this exploration of the prefrontal cortex and the limbic system, I encourage you to reflect on your own journey. Whether you find solace in planning or you value the incredible power it holds in shaping your life, use your prefrontal. Your planning is just not about the path. It's about utilizing one of your best tools to create the life you envision. I'm here. I'm here to support you on your journey. And so with that, until next week, stay mindful, stay radiant and live your best life. And so I'm going to leave you with the quote of the week. The mind is not a vessel to be filled, but a fire to be kindled by Plutarch. Have a great week, everyone. I love you. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.